Good morning. My name is Rick White from 180Biz, and this is my just one thing for this week. I want to talk about helping people. There's basically four ways to do that. So let's talk about the first way of helping, which is not to help at all. Believe it or not, some of us old folk, that is the way we were taught. We didn't get help, right? You had to figure it out on yourself, all, all by yourself. And, and that was both frustrating and liberating because when you finally did figure it out, you felt like a million bucks. But the thing is, and I think there's some validity to this, I think not jumping in right away is a good thing. So I'm going to suggest using this thought process where you're not jumping in, give them a time limit. In other words, I'm going to give you this diagnostic. I want you to come back in 20 minutes. You're going to give them 20 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, whatever you feel is good for your, your, your tech. You're going to give them that amount of time. Same with your advisors. I want you to step back and really get that. In the beginning, when, they're, when you think they're needing help, don't jump in right away. That's the first thing. Give them some space to figure it out on their own, but don't give them what I call is a fishing license. That's where you put the hook in the water and it doesn't matter how long it takes, you're going to get a fish. Don't give your tech or your advisor a fishing license on a situation because it can take hours and hours and hours and will not help the situation, the technician or your advisor um, or the shop. Okay, so that's the first thing. Second thing we're going to do, second thing we're going to do is you jump right in, right? You jump in, you do it for them. That is the worst thing you can possibly do for somebody. The reason for that is if you jump in and do something for somebody, what you think you're doing and what they think you're doing are two different things. You think you're going in and showing them how to do it. The only thing you're teaching them to do is when they have a situation come up, they're just going to come to you quicker and ask you to get do it for them. When you start jumping in and giving them the answers, doing the work for them, what you're creating in my methodology and my coaching is what I call daddy syndrome, right? Where, where they got a problem and instead of them sitting back and trying to figure that problem out on their own, they're just going to come to you with the problem because you've trained them that you're going to fix it, not them. You know, I, I think there's an amazing, I think there's an amazing thing, right? Where you, if you have a sign on your, on your door in your office where it says, if you're coming in with a monkey, you should plan on leaving with the monkey, right? Because so often they come in with this monkey on their back and they want to come in and give it to you and have you take care of it. This is, not, this is all about monkey management here. So the worst thing you can do when you're helping is to do it for them. Okay, what's the third thing you can do? The third thing you can do is go and help them, but do it from your perspective. In other words, they have a situation and you kind of have a path and you're just going to show them how that path goes. I think that shortcuts things and it, and it hurts you in the long run. Because, again, we're not allowing them to control this situation. We're not allowing them to own it. 
We're not allowing them to take responsibility for it. In other words, we're watching them struggle. Maybe we give them a little bit of time, but then we jump in and we start giving them information and, and techniques and tools and stuff so that they can do their job. This is what I call helping your way. And it doesn't always work. Each and every one of us is a little bit different. Some of us, some of us more than others. But ultimately, I think the best way to help somebody is to help them their way. Think this through for a second. It's to help them their way. It's to step back and ask, how can I help you? Or even better, how can I support you? Where you can step back and say to them, what are you doing? What's the goal? How are you getting there? How can I help you with it? Give them the opportunity to learn. Give them the power to, you, you know, it, it's all about empowering, but give them the power to make the decisions, to see the path and let them learn from it. You know, it's funny. We want our team to learn, but we don't want to have mistakes. We don't want to have, you know, rabbit holes. But the reality is, if you just keep doing it for them or showing them how to do it, they don't develop the legs, the diagnostic legs or whatever it is, under them to help them through that situation. You know, for a technician, it might be a diagnostic. With, a, with an advisor, it might be how to deal with a client. You know, instead of saying, well, I would do this, this, and this when they come to you, what you want to say is, well, what have you done so far? How do you see the situation playing out? What's a good, what, what would be an acceptable um, outcome for this? What would be a desired outcome? What would be a blow their socks off their feet outcome? This is what you're looking for. It's their nirvana. But here's the problem. The problem is, as owners, as leaders, we have a hard time not being in control. And I'm here to tell you now that as an effective leader, you're always in charge. But you should never be in control all the time. Because if you're in control all the time, you have nothing but these little drones working for you. But if you stay back and let them control it. You end up with a self-directed, self-motivated team that's going to knock it out of the park for you. My name is Rick White from 180Biz, and this is my Just One Thing. Take care, everybody. God bless. Stay safe. Have some fun, and go make some money.